this week, a series of unexpected events caused for a very odd taping for today's edition, for the weekend's edition for This Is a Conversation's weekly wrap-up podcast. Number one, we won't have a top 10 this week. We'll actually have a top 12 because of a very late addition into the strength list and two that went back and forth, back and forth. The top 10, the number 10 spot, is covered by a three-way tie. We're going to keep it that way. We couldn't figure it out, so we'll just kind of roll with it this week. Also, not a week we're playing the brackets, but we'll introduce a brand new game for you to play for a chance to earn more prizes with us here inside the conversation. And, of course, this is the first week in many weeks where a natural disaster did not take the top one spot unless you count the person in the top spot as a national disaster. We'll explain that as we get to the top rankings. The top 12 this week for This Is Conversation's weekly wrap-up, and this is for the wrap-up for the week ending September 30th, 2017. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Jay Kufin Payne, your host for this podcast and all the goings on inside of this is the conversation. Now, what are those goings on? Every single day, seven days a week, we put out links to stories, headlines, big topical stories, some not so topical stories, but things that get around the breaking news stories that overtake the news media, the big major news cycles all day long. So that when they're stuck in a nine hour story that's been breaking for three days, We'll pepper around with various other stories, some of them more serious, some of them more silly, but things that other people may be talking about. And we know that they're talking about it because you react to the ones as they come down. How can you react? It's extremely simple. Follow us on social media the quickest way. Follow us on Twitter at TH underscore conversation. Follow us on Facebook at This is the Conversation. And make sure that you have the feed set to receive our posts. And go to our main website, this is the conversation.com for all the stories linked there as well, plus extra features, extra goodies. Of course, there's a chance to join the conversation survey panel, and you can visit the information for this week's great sponsor, which is Cloud9 Living. More on them in just a moment. But right now, let's go ahead with a quick disclaimer of what we're going to do for today again. Number one, we're going to get into the top 10 stories in a moment. And you'll find out very quickly that this, oh, that there's 12 stories in the top 10. And we'll explain that in a bit. Also, we don't have a bracket segment this, in, this morning. We don't have a bracket segment for the interview. But we will explain a brand new game that you can play with us every single week as we found a way to make it so you can rack them, stack them. And we'll probably, as we do around here, make have problem with the real name of it for a while. You can rack and stack the stories in top 10 this week, top 12, in the order that you think they should go. And we will find a way to draw for prizes in that great contest slash activity. But right now, let's get on to business since we have an extra long first segment. Mostly because there's explanations, but mostly because there's more in the segment than there should be. The top 10 this week is a mysterious top 12 mysterious in the fact that we went through the algorithm, went through ways to make tiebreakers, went through everything we could, and we didn't expect to have that tight of a race in the top 10 stories. And what really made it weird was a story we literally posted this morning, found a way to inch up into the top 10 spot. Uh, so it will just had enough response from very early before we recorded this, this thing. And like we said, we basically take the seven half eight day swath from middle morning friday to middle morning friday to go back and forth it just sort of happened or a brand new ranking system so we're kind of rolling with it so this week's top 12 because the 10th story 
uh, tied with two other stories. Stretching it out, we couldn't make it a kind of a, a gap there. So uh, we're not going to skip numbers. We're rolling with it. And starting with the first one, sort of in random order from the, t- the three, uh, it is South Korea when they found a natural North Korean earthquake activity happening last weekend. Now, last weekend there was uh, the world was a Twitter, if you will. The Twitter was a Twitter with another earthquake or another uh, quake-like activity found in North Korea. Essentially, when you see an earthquake or see quake-like activity in North Korea, they're probably testing pretty heavy bombs, and that's usually what's happening. Unfortunately, we couldn't see any missiles being fired and couldn't figure out any actual bombing that were going on, not that they would tell us. So when they fire their, and they blow things up in their underground bunkers to test to see if the bombs work, uh, you have seismic activity. There you go. The issue with last weekend was they could not determine that a actual bomb testing was going on. They assumed a real earthquake hit inside of North Korea. No one's denied that so far. North Koreans didn't say anything, even try to hide it or make it sound like it was something bigger than it was. But we do have the seismic activity in North Korea that South Korea found and no evidence of an actual bomb testing this time. So uh, the rocket man, if you will, uh, Kim Jong-un, has been very, very quiet uh, lately, and this was not an actual test. This was an actual earthquake for his country. The other number 10 story uh, goes to Royal Caribbean and Norwegian Cruise Line. They extended aid to their hard-hit regions in the Caribbean, and actually many of the cruise ships are actually off duty for a couple days uh, so they can help rescue some of the stranded people in those areas. Now, their priority are people who are family members or very close relations to their crew members or people that, that work in those areas for the crew members. So they're bringing in supplies from everywhere because they their ports are mostly open. They are big old ships that carry lots of stuff and dropping off as many supplies to all the Caribbean islands that were hit by the last three hurricanes in the last four or five weeks. In the meantime, they are also housing uh, people who are relatives and friends of people who work for the cruise lines and some people, emergency responders as well, and people if they have the space. They're very big hotels that are on boats, so they have lots of space. So they're doing their best to take care of all the people they can in some of the areas. Not helping so far right now in Puerto Rico as they have so much devastation and the ports are still having issues there. Uh, We'll talk more about them in a minute, but um, many of the Caribbean islands where the ports have been issued um, extreme dangerous areas where right now getting people there for tours is not a priority. The priority is taking care of people. In fact, some of the regions in some of the islands in the region uh, probably are going to have to skip out completely on this year's tourist season as they have to just clean up the mess and then worry about rebuilding. But the cruise lines, two in particular, were Caribbean and Royal uh, Royal Caribbean and Norwegian cruise lines in a story here where they were essentially taking off time and putting the ships out of main commission so they could deal with some of the people they loved and care about in the Caribbean islands. The other number 10 story, the one we literally put up just about an hour and a half before we started recording this thing, and it jumped up that quickly, is on Elon Musk. And Elon Musk... um. Is thinks that he has solved the issue, the problem, the tediousness of long-distance travel and could have rocket ships or rocket planes, if you will, because of the rocket technology, make long-distance air travel a 30-minute trip pretty much to anywhere in the world based on SpaceX, of course. And in the process of that, he says that means he's got the key to sending people to Mars because if he can send somebody around the world in 30 minutes... 
he can probably find a quicker way to get to Mars, which is still going to be a long haul. We'll see how that goes out there. Right now, this is, of course, Elon Musk theory, but Elon Musk theory has a long way of, has a weird way of penetrating people who believe these ideas and think that maybe, even though the science doesn't exist, a guy like this guy can will it to happen, if you will. Now let's move on to an actual uh, shifting, going to the number nine story. And between those three stories we had, we go up about 17.3% in the response from uh, that one, the three tens to this number nine. And as A's Bruce Maxwell is the first MLB player to kneel for the national anthem. Now, we had a lot of issues going on, and this actually happened before the big Trump blow-up. But, uh, of course, here in the United States, there's been a uh, trend, we'll call it a trend, of protesting uh, during the national anthem played at sports events. It um, it essentially started with Colin Kaepernick, officially, where he decided to sit during the national anthem because he wanted to do a silent protest against the inequalities of some in the black community, specifically. After some talks with a uh, former football player and former... um, uh, a former special forces officer, he was a football player and a special forces officer, and some other veteran for, uh, football players, he decided, or he was suggested to show a bit more respect, was just to take a knee. It's a symbol of respect that football players essentially use all the time. When a person gets hurt on the field, all the players basically take a knee to stop the game. It's just something you do. You just kind of show your respect for whatever by stopping what's going on. This has become a larger set of protests. Other players have taken knees. Uh, other sports players have taken knees. And in Major League Baseball, this is the first time a Major League Baseball player decided to do this gesture, and he took a knee uh, during uh, a national anthem playing of a game. Now, this would all come to blow up in a few days later with all this insaneness of the protest, and we'll talk about that in a bit, but this is the first time someone in baseball actually took to that gesture, or at least Major League Baseball took to that gesture. Uh, Number eight, another quick rising story. This one goes up 7.4% from the number nine story. Racial slurs written on five black cadet doors at U.S. Air Force Academy Prep School. Now, the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs has, of course, the United States Air Force Academy. This is a college that is run by the Air Force as it trains soon-to-be Air Force officers for their careers. They also have a prep school, essentially a 12th grade school for people who are more or less committed to the Air Force and are trying to prepare themselves to get into this college. It's a way, it's, it's just like a junior college uh, type deal where people who aren't quite there yet can get themselves ready for this thing or people who are just missing something can go ahead and work towards their actually getting a commission into the actual program. Five students had the N-word um, put onto their doors uh, in a very odd overnight attack. Something the, the chancellor of the school said, this is not us. We will investigate and we will figure out what's going on. Uh, with all the weird racial tension that we do have right now, something as silly, simple as this usually gets kind of looked away. And I think what really brought its attention was the fact that it was at the Air Force Academy's prep school. And that's a place where you don't expect uh, just random people to go around and do racial slur, stupid things like that. You can say private citizens over in... Um, in Charlottesville when they were walking through the campus with the tiki torches is private citizens going through a regular open area. The Air Force Academy isn't exactly a clearly open area. It's public, but it's a 
private school, for lack of better terms. So that got its way into the storyline very quickly this morning with a lot of early response. We'll see if it grows over the weekend and stays around for next week. The number seven story this week goes to uh, Donald Trump, a direct Donald Trump one. Uh, this one gets just a slight bump, only up about 0.86% from the uh, number eight story. Donald Trump has a new travel ban in place. The old travel ban, which was basically squashed by the Supreme Court, essentially died out anyway, time allotted. So he put in a new travel ban to hopefully get around the issue of calling it a Muslim ban. And how did he do that? By putting on some countries that aren't primarily Muslim countries. Sounds like a great idea. So the travel ban includes all the countries from before that were essentially mostly Muslim countries that you may be wary of or maybe not be so wary of, even though those aren't countries where state-supported terrorists are really coming into the country. He added three nations. One, the nation of Chad in Africa, which has a lot of civil unrest, so people traveling to Chad probably have issues there. People coming in from Chad are probably refugees trying to escape those issues in Chad. And the two kickers that really sort of throw the scent off the Muslim ban are North Korea and Venezuela. The problem is no one actually travels from North Korea to the United States because because of all the weird brainwashing. They love North Korea or they are escaping North Korea for, for being a dissident. So if they're coming here, they're probably not a terrorist. They're probably trying to escape the terrorism of North Korea. Venezuela, the same thing. There's not really anything uh, that's terrorist-wise for Venezuela. It's basically the unrest from the government there, and this is sort of the craziness that the current regime has. Now, not to speak um, ill of our current regime here in the United States, but we've seen issues before where just some sort of dictator-type person goes gets himself put in place in a smaller nation or a nation that doesn't have the controls that we do have here, something like in the United States, and just completely drives the place nuts you know, in, in no time. That's something that seems to be happening in Venezuela, a place that was very, very great, if you will, uh, very great economically doing a lot of things, had its issues with Hugo Chavez being in charge, but the people all got to eat, the people all got to do what they want to do, the people were fairly prosperous under Hugo Chavez. The vacuum that happened with his being no longer in power uh, has been an issue. So right now they're struggling to find someone who can really take charge, and the guy who's in place is doing all he can to make sure that he's going to be in charge for the longest time ever because he's not doing such a great job of, of just showing the people that he's doing good by them. So add it to the travel ban, North Korea, Venezuela, and Chad. Number six story of the week. Uh, this one jumps up about 17% from the seven story. Cowboys owners Jerry Jones joins team in taking a knee before the anthem. Now, this will be the last thing we'll have to say about the anthem stuff, so this will get the full thing out. Over the weekend, Donald Trump blasted the NFL owners and NFL players for the whole taking a knee uh, during the games. And it got really weird when he started blasting the NFL owners who were at this time also jumping into the fray. Another part of this whole thing was the fact that he disinvited Steph Curry to the White House because Steph Curry was saying he was had reservations about going to the White House. That was another thing that kind of jumped onto this. But it was just a big blasting against, against what's going on and a speech he specifically gave uh, in Alabama when he was doing a, a support rally for a candidate who lost, by the way, to the guy he should have 
put up, that's a whole other issue, essentially calling out the players for protesting, calling them unpatriotic, and calling them SOBs, which was the big issue. So on Sunday morning, starting in Europe, starting in London with the early game uh, there, the Jaguars, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars owner stood locked arm in arm with his players uh, taking a knee uh, for on national television for a very early game in the States. It came on the air about 9 o'clock Easter time or so, as opposed to noon time when the, when the games normally start because they're so far ahead. Various other owners of other teams also locked arms with their players and took knees and stood on the ground with them, which went, meant there was a full Sunday of Trump bashing NFL owners. Monday Night Football had Dallas Cowboys, the most um, one of the most um, – prosperous franchises in the world if it's not number one it's number two by just a slight bit over maybe a soccer team uh, in uh, in Europe but the Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones spent the weekend saying uh, all his players were going to stand nobody's taking a knee so here's what happened on Monday Night Football the last game of the week before the game before the anthem all the Cowboys players Coaches, owners, including Jerry Jones and his son, uh, were on were out there on the field. They all locked arms. They all took a knee for about twenty seconds. They all stood up. Then the anthem played. There was no kneeling during the anthem. They all did it to show solidarity last or last Monday night before the anthem. They did something similar last night for Thursday night football in Green Bay, where the Green Bay Packers all locked arms. They didn't kneel. They all locked arms during the anthem, and they asked for the fans to do the same. Many fans did lock arms inside of the stadium uh, during the anthem. There was no kneeling by anyone last night in Thursday Night Football, and the teams are addressing the kneeling situation for the upcoming weekend, how much kneeling will be done. Uh, We'll see from that. That became a huge issue that really was sort of a distraction from some of the failures uh, inside administration. Number one, the candidate that this whole thing blew up from inside of the speech ended up losing uh, the race, the special election in Alabama, leading Trump to delete all the Trump's all the tweets he had supporting the guy and saying the guy that won was a pretty cool guy. And, of course, there, the dealings with the logistics in Puerto Rico after it got hit by its second hurricane, Hurricane Maria, which fried the entire uh, island. Uh, essentially, there's still about 50 percent uh, of the island has no access to clean water and 97 percent of the of the of the, of the um, island has no access to stable power. It's uh, it's amazing how bad things are. And it's crazy how the administration hasn't handled it very well. And what's really crazy is Donald Trump expects to go down there and visit, tour the area on Tuesday when the basic infrastructure does not exist. We'll see if that actually happens. Going to the number five story, which has a 10% jump from the number six story. Ten Confederate flag flyers found hanging in four American university buildings. Now, we already had the story about in Colorado Springs where the N-word was spray-painted on doors of students at the prep school. This was at American University, a pretty big university for university's sake. Not not a major college, but it's got a lot of issues going on and a lot of things in racial issues, and this is yet another chapter of that problem. Someone put around Confederate flag flyers uh, basically touting their Confederate nature and just touting just bad feelings in some of the buildings at American University, buildings that were either uh, predominantly black uh, black buildings, if you will, like like dorms and whatnot, or just kind of the studies for like things like 
African-American or foreign studies. Uh, the investigation is still on and how this thing happened, and American University will have to deal with this. One of the main questions popping up on social media for this weekend is why would any person of color go to a place where these things continually happen, that being American University. Number four story of the week, it gets a jump about 26.4% of the number five story. College Hoops coaches and Adidas Jim Gatto busted by FBI and corruption scheme. Now, Adidas's Jim Gatto, who is a manager of marketing for Adidas, along with 10 other people that were, um, I think there were four coaches and six other, four assistant coaches, let me say that clear, and six other just personnel inside of uh, the um, university programs, uh, got popped for corruption, essentially buying players. And this is something that people assume happened and people just kind of look to the side when things hop up but a serious offense and a serious thing just went down where this one guy from adidas and we believe other people do it as well in some sense uh was popped specifically for funneling money to coaches and to um aau coaches also young youth coaches to get certain players to be recruited to certain schools and on top of that go to certain agents by um, influencing them as best as possible. Uh, one of the funnier stories from this that came out from uh, Kevin Love. Kevin Love, who was actually, uh, his, his AAU coach was paid a big chunk of money uh, by the company that employed Jason Williams, the former basketball player, NBA basketball player, who, of course, uh, was out of the league after he crashed his bike into a tree. And that's the real key on that. Uh, Kevin Love was asked by his AAU coach after a game where he's at college, UCLA, to meet him for a, a, a meal to talk over some stuff. And at that meal was Jason Williams, who was at the time uh, representing this current company uh, as an agent. And, of course, Kevin Love's thought process was, um, why would I sign with a guy like Jason Williams? He was so reckless, he crashed his bike into a tree. That's not the kind of guy I want running my career. So that's one of the main reasons why he didn't actually sign with Jason Williams. Soon after that meeting, some rumblings of what came down went through, and then that particular company got investigated, got popped, and Jason Williams is now sort of confirming the story and confirming the kind of shaky story that Kevin Love said back in the day that these things happen. I think they said it paid him six six figures to the AAU coach or his program to funnel in some players, specifically reaching out to Kevin Love, a guy that – that the kid, the kid was coached by since the fifth grade, so he felt like he was obligated to just hang out and, and take the meeting. He didn't see anything nefarious in it. He didn't see any money from that one in particular, but the meeting was arranged based off actual nefarious means. We'll get to more on that in just a bit. It's not the biggest part of the story of the week, but it is a big story that leads into other things. The number three story this week that goes to uh, uh, Nashville, this one gets a jump about 17% from the four story. Uh, one dead, seven wounded in Antioch Church in Nashville shooting. On Sunday late, there was a shooting at a church uh, where many, seven people were shot and wounded. One person died. The shooter also wounded in, in the process. Uh, just an, and. It's hard to say it's just another shooting. This is a case where it was a, let's say, just a white church and a black person shooting at the church. Uh, I don't have details on the follow-up story saying that the guy had any real relations or any issues in the church, and it was just sort of like 
a randomish thing for the most part. None of these things are usually all that random. So there is some sort of background, some backstory to this. But the man who shot up at the church didn't have a real history with anyone in particular in the church, as far as I know. But it just it seems is another shooting. And yes, this is an example of a black person shooting up uh, a church here. So we can't throw all the blame on, you know, the white supremacists or Nazis shooting up other races, churches. But so it does happen on both sides. It did get plenty of of it did get plenty of response in the media. So don't think it didn't get blown over because of who it was. But uh, nothing large has come from it and nothing conspiracy has come from that, at least at this time that I know of. The number two story of the week, this one jumps up 50 percent in its uh, response 51.3 to be exact. Steve Mnuchin's Yale classmates send a letter asking him to resign. This came out very early last weekend where a like, open letter essentially sent out, signed by many of Steve Mnuchin's classmates in Yale, a few hundred of them to be exact, asking him to step down from his job because the job he's doing for the guy he's doing it for is beneath him. Now, I don't know if Mnuchin actually responded to the letter. I'm sure uh, Donald Trump got wind of some bits of this and probably was not happy about this. But Steve Mnuchin still has his job, at least for the moment, even if, you know, he's on shaky ground for, you know, using government planes for his honeymoon and stuff like that. But his classmates believe that he, Steve Mnuchin, could do much better. So it's a lot like you you with your girlfriend that your boys don't like too much, and they keep telling you, you know what, remember that chick we met at the bar a couple weeks ago? Maybe you ought to give her a call and you know step away from what you got right here, and you refusing to leave the girl you love for whatever reason. We'll see if Mnuchin does step down. We'll see if President Trump steps down. We'll see how this whole thing plays out with a lot of other issues going on in the administration. Like I said, a lot of embarrassing things popped up for the Trump administration. We'll go into some of those inside of the also stories. But Steve Mnuchin's letter from his classmates asking to step down was a big deal this week. The biggest deal this week, the number one story this week, was coming out of Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, and Coach Rick Pitino, or mostly former coach Rick Pitino from the men's basketball team. Um, the story that we posted was Rick Pitino tells staff he expects to lose his job. Why was this happening? Well, one of the assistant coaches popped in the sting for the Adidas uh, shoe money thing was one of his assistant coaches. Months ago, one of the assistant coaches popped in a deal about prostitution and recruiting was one of his assistant coaches. He also has pretty much big issues just being a kind of a jerk in town. And there was that time he did stuff in Kentucky and Memphis and everywhere he's been and the, the NBA probably as well. So Rick Pitino is one of those coaches that always finds ways to win, finds the right players, recruits the right guys, and shoves them off as quickly as possible and reloads pretty quickly. And everyone always wonders how a guy like him can get those players when he seems kind of shady everywhere he goes. And as soon as he leaves, the dominoes fall where he goes, but they can't pin it up to him because he's no longer there. Rick Pitino essentially got pinched on this one. The AD, the athletic director, and this basketball coach both put on administrative leave, which essentially means they're kind of fired. Rick Pitino may be fighting to get his buyout, which is a big chunk of money, to try to maybe save some face or get some cash on the way out the door. But Rick Pitino, who is, for many years people have whispered about just what may be going on behind closed doors, 
enough stuff has gone on behind closed doors and enough things that he, at least so far, can say, well, they're just doing it behind my back and I didn't know about it. If so many things are being done behind your back and you don't know about it, then you obviously either are lying or have no control of your people. And because of that, Patino is essentially out of a job. At this point on this Friday, there was no official firing that I've heard of, but administrative leave for about three days essentially means he's gone. The kicker to this, the whole punchline to this, is down the hallway, Bobby Petrino, the football coach, apparently still has a job. And me being in Arkansas, we know how Bobby Petrino rolls, literally, <laughs> with scandals on those ways. That one was a 35.69% jump from the number two story. It was a 400% jump from the number 10 story. And this week we had 82 stories in the list. And from 82 to 1, the interest rate in those stories was up 7,566%. That's 7,566.67% more than the number 84 story. We'll tell you about that story uh, in a bit when we get to the also stories. Uh, But if you want to be a part of the conversation and maybe you want to rank some of these stories, maybe you don't think the Pacino story is even ranked high enough. You should have more engagement or one of the other stories should have had a little bit, bit better of a chance. It's very simple for you to do that. Number one, follow us on social media. If you're a Facebook person, look for This is a Conversation and make sure we are set to come up in your feed. Number two, follow us on Twitter. Go to TH underscore conversation and follow there. And as you interact with your Twitter feed and your Facebook feed, just like the stories, love the stories. If it's on Facebook, maybe you can hate it or cry if you want to. Leave a comment on the story, reply to it, retweet it, share it. That's always great love to share the stories that you love so that more people get into it. And, of course, as we say, share it all, including this podcast, with a friend, a few enemies, and a random stranger, too, if you pop up against some, because we want more people in these great conversations. You can always just go to our main website, thisisaconversation.com, and see the stories there. Reply to them there as well so that we know what you what you what you enjoyed and what you didn't enjoy and you can steer the conversations by telling us what stories are better and what stories are not we enjoy getting lots and lots of responses we love it when you really get into it and tell us what you think about the stories and sometimes about us and it gets it's always a trip because this top 10 this week top 12 is all always based on what you reacted to so you guys thought that Rick Martino was the biggest story of the week it was not a hurricane or an earthquake or natural disaster which I'm kind of happy for, but it was still, you know, a little salacious. Me being a college basketball fan, me being a Rick Petito hater, I thought it was kind of maybe, maybe it was a bit of a cruel justice that he became on top, but it was a pretty big deal across the nation and me working with sports radio as well, pretty big deal on my sports stations for a couple days. Uh, So I'm glad to see that you guys sort of agree with me that this was a really, really big story. I'm a bit hurt, upset that so much of the kneeling and so much of the racial stuff gets popped in this week, but it is the world we live in, and I'm glad we have people like you who are adult enough, if you will, to recognize that these stories, these things are important and should be talked about, even if some of us, including me sometimes, don't really want to get into those discussions. Thank you so much for being a part of all our conversations, and we will get to the explanation of our brand new game in just a moment.
Conversation Survey Panel is a very special project that I created many years ago when I was frustrated with dealing with online survey companies that we're going to pay you for doing a survey, but we're going to make you jump through hoops to get to that survey. If you sign up for a survey service and someone sends you a survey and they say they'll pay you so much money when it's done, they should let you go ahead and do it. And that's what we do with the Conversation Survey Panel. Now, we also do send out random, randomish surveys for different demographics and some surveys that aren't paid surveys. And we do allow some of the regular people inside of the Conversation Conversation uh, take them as well. We'll post them on our social media and our website so you can see those and kind of get into those as well. So every single survey is not paid, and every survey is not going to pay you massive amounts of money. So that off the top of the bat. But we do have contracts with various entities, uh, some government agents, some, it makes it sound nefarious, government agents, um, you know, <laughs> government agents and some some political agents and some uh, commercial <laughs> agents, all sorts of agents going on, that are looking for your input for products and services and various different things. They want to know what you think about certain landscapes politically, what you think about certain landscapes culturally, what do you think about certain products and services individually, things they want to sell more of or things they'd like to sell less of, believe it or not, but people won't find a way to get rid of it. Uh, you can help this out, and we can help you out by getting you a little bit of money in your pocket for your great opinions. It's very simple. Go to the survey panel and do your application. It's a quick survey. We get some quick demographics, and we can put you in some surveys very quickly. This is the conversation.com slash survey panel is where it all happens. That's at this is the conversation.com slash survey panel. Check it out. Fill out the quick survey. And if we send you a survey to do, you get a chance to do the survey to get paid. That's how it works out. We'll zap the money back to you via PayPal. It is that simple. If you want to talk more about it, you can chat with us if you want to. But Go ahead and get in there and get started, see how it works, and we can work out the tweaks and if things aren't working as well for you. It is the Conversation Survey Panel at thisistheconversation.com slash survey panel. So we normally play the brackets at this point, and next week we are scheduled to play the brackets again with a very interesting person um, that I think you will enjoy. Uh, we, we're, we're pretty diverse here, and we think everybody has an opinion, so we're going to grab a person that I think you'll enjoy, their insights, uh, and you know they might try to say something. That's how these things work. But today we are going to launch our brand new game for you, and it's something you'll be able to play every single week, assuming I don't get lazy and don't post the actual stories in there. It is called, right now, The Rankings, and we think we'll keep it as The Rankings because I don't want to change the name of the website link 300 times to make it confusing. So if you go to thisistheconversation.com slash rankings, you'll be a chance to play what's listed as the Rack'em Stack'em for the week. Yeah, I already did that just, just there. But what you're going to get is a listing of the stories, the top 10 stories for this week, and I'm not going to run them all down again because I've just ran them down literally two minutes ago. So you'll have a listing of all the stories. This week we'll have 12 because we just ended up with 12. But most weeks will be the top 10 stories, and they're all just kind of there listed in order mostly. But you get a chance to rack them, stack them, move them around, put them in the order that you believe should be the best. And you have the top, your own top 10 from our top 10. You get a chance to play an extended version of brackets, if you will, because our brackets are played by splitting them down one by one, unfairly balanced to see which story you think is the most top important story. 
you can instantly pick your story as a top story, put it up to the top, and then rack the, rank the, ra- the rest of them as need be. It's that simple. It's very simple. And we're going to start doing this for prizes. So there is a slot in the, in the page for you to give us your information, your email, your name, and we're going to start pulling for prizes at some point in time very soon. So we just have to get a little participation, make sure we get some of the kinks worked out, and see how exactly we're going to um, award it. We think we're going to award it from a pool of the most people who respond to a similar story. So if you pick, if for example, everyone who ranks the Patino story as the number one story this week would be in the draw for the prize for this week. That's essentially how we think it's going to work. We have to make sure the mechanics work out. We're, we're beta testing, if you will. So beta test with us, no prize this week, just gratitude and prizes coming soon for your chance to play in our own game of ranking the top 10 stories. You'll get them essentially right as we are recording this, this, this podcast. Uh, we'll work on that. In the middle of that, we'll start working on updating the, the rankings for the week, sending out a brand new listing, and you'll see that sometime middle Friday. Definitely by Saturday from the main time of the posting of the podcast. So look for this is the conversation.com slash rankings, and you'll see the rack'em stack'em for the week. Yes, I called it two things in the same succession, but go to the rankings. We'll probably change it officially to the rankings uh, within a week or so. And if we don't, the website will stay the same, I promise. This is the conversation.com slash rankings. Play our game. You can rank the stories for the top 10 this week, top 12 in the order you believe they should be in very soon for great prizes. Cloud9 Living is one of my favorite websites for gifts because I can give a gift of anything, give a gift of a great experience to anyone I know and not have to deal with the pain and suffering and agony of actually going through the experience. Now, like I said, we already paid for an experience for my wife to drive a race car. Uh, We will take care of that. It's been a bit delayed a little bit because of some scheduling, but she gets a chance to go ride in a race car, sit beside a race car driver and drive really, really fast on a track because that's what she'd like to do. And then I don't have to be out there. I can send her to the track and me and my daughter can go do something daughterish or whatnot. She'll probably want to do something princessish, which, to be honest, probably would rather get out of that as well. But I really, really have no desire to go really fast in a car on a racetrack. My wife does. We've taken care of that with a gift certificate, and we've already got that set ready to go. If you want an excursion that's amazing and they don't, you can take your own excursion, and they can do whatever they want to do in their own way. If there's a dream package you'd like to do, go to some exotic place or play golf in one of the greatest golf courses around the world, Cloud9 Living probably has a package to get you there. If it's something more exciting like riding a hot air balloon, take a zip line, or riding a race car, they can hook you up with that as well. And the best part about it is you don't have to necessarily pay for what exactly it is you think you want. You can buy a Cloud9 gift certificate and get 10% off any excursion, any package that you want by buying the gift certificate ahead of time. You can send them the gift certificate. They can figure out what they want to do, and everyone is happy because you don't have to do it. They can do it on their own. You can do it with them. It's all your choice, but you want a great ultimate experience. Cloud9 Living has them, and the way to save yourself some money is by going to our website, this is the conversation.com slash cloud nine. That's the numeral nine. That's cloud and the number nine. 
so you can get a chance to get gift certificates at 10% off and then send them to whomever you want to, and they can have the experience that they want. Or save them up for yourself. If you're the daredevil, save yourself some money on your excursion by checking out our website, thisistheconversation.com slash cloud9, and getting yourself a great deal on a great excursion. Because this is a podcast, because we're kind of experimental, we've been playing around with various things. Now, we added in today the rankings game for you to play along. We also are going to change up the format just slightly, yes, again, to make it work out for a more radio-friendly format. As you've heard me say many times inside of the podcast and my other side projects, that I do work in radio every single day in regular broadcasting, over-the-air terrestrial broadcasting. So we're going to try to make this program uh, not so much just a podcast, but a program that can actually run on radio. So we're doing some experiments, some of them literally on the fly today, trying to make things work out. So the clock as we say in the business, is about to get shifted. There'll be a little bit less of the podcast. They've been running close to 56 minutes or so, close to an hour, but because we need to have time for the local stations to make some money, the commercial time, we're going to tighten things up a bit. And yes, I know we've been talking the whole brevity thing since we really ramped up this podcast in March. And yes, it's only been since March of 2017 since we've really been doing this wild thing as it is. And a big surprise coming for you guys in the next couple of months as we get closer to the end of the year. We'll actually have a top 10 or top 20. We're still working on the actual number of uh, stories, the stories that got the most responses for the year. And we'll probably take some time off and do a big shebang last year of the month so we can get some last week of the year, I should say, so we get some time out. But that means we are literally running out of time as it is right now. So thank you so much for being a part of all the podcasting things we have here. I will try to get all the rundown, all the salesy stuff in just a few minutes. But we're going to go through, no particular order, some of the stories that are the and stories, the also stories. But starting off first with what didn't make it into the top 10, remember, we actually counted 12 stories this week because 10, 11, and 12 were in a dead heat tie, and we figured we weren't going to try to break it. we just kind of see what would happen. So that means number 13 is the odd man out, and it literally missed by 1.1%. Uh, that story is the uh, story where uh, the Golden State Warriors were going to meet the discuss the potential of going to the White House and visiting there. That came about from Steph Curry earlier in the week saying he wasn't so worried about going. It was kind of weird. So the Warriors are going to actually have a meeting to see what they're going to do as a team. Of course, President Trump officially uninvited Steph Curry, and that sort of meant everyone else was invited. That also brought up the whole Colin Kaepernick SOB thing. You know where that played out. Also happening as the number 15 story, I'm sorry, it's the 14 story, which was only 2% below that one, uh, 1% below that one, I'm sorry. That was rapper Young Dolph going in, uh, essentially playing his own Luke Cage, being shot multiple times in Hollywood and surviving. Uh, the rapper got into a little beef with someone and somebody kind of let him literally have it in gunfire and he survived all the massive gunshots, plenty of 
just craziness for that weekend happening last weekend. The number 15 story is Zach Adams, who was sentenced to life without parole in the, in the death of Holly Bobo and the murder of Holly Bobo. That was a 2% jump from the 14th to the 15th. Of course, some natural disasters did make it into the series. Uh, uh, kind of a holdover was a 6.1 magnitude earthquake reported in Mexico's state of Oxata. Ox- I always mess those up. But there's another uh, earthquake in Mexico City, basically an aftershock of the big one from two weeks ago. We also know that the 12-year-old Mexico City survivor, the schoolgirl that they were looking for for days, turned out to be not existent. Uh, all the children from that school had been accounted for about a day before they started searching for the girls. That's essentially being in the fog of war in one of those situations. Steven Tyler cancels his tour dates for medical issues. He had to get some immediate medical attention, and tour dates in South America were canceled, but he'll be back on the stick fairly soon. The big trade to uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder had Carmelo Anthony going from the Knicks down to OKC. Uh, so there's a pretty big team there getting started right for media days. A lot of new teams are really, really loaded, really, really stacked. Of course, we also have the um, big trade going to Cleveland, and that was, of course, Dwayne Wade making his trip to hang out back with his friend LeBron. Even though he's a much older Dwayne Wade, it will be a massive effect for basketball season and wrapping things up here inside of of this podcast slash radio program today another sports story and that is Aaron Judge hits his 49th and 50th homers uh to pass Mark McGuire for the all-time rookie record and congratulations for that so time is running out here for the podcast today so this is where we'll do a really tight thank you for what's going on of course to figure out how we get these numbers we need your help follow us on facebook at this is a conversation.com follow us on twitter at th underscore conversation or go to our main website this is a conversation.com and you can get a chance to follow us react to all the stories as they come down so that you know what things are going and we know where things are going to get in the conversation survey panel this is a conversation.com slash survey. And of course, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on a single episode as it comes down live, usually late Friday, sometimes early Friday, and definitely on Saturdays. Make sure you're keeping up with all we have going on and any extra projects you may see me do at my website, jclivenpain.net. And here's where I will say profusely thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of the great conversation. We can't do it without you, and we'll do it again next week with this podcast from thisconversation.com. 